Hello, I'm your host, Michaela Marshall, and this is Welcome to the Hellmouth. Hi, I'm your host, David Lindley. This is the Buffy podcast that thought the fashion couldn't get more ridiculous. Hellmouth? Hellmouth. happens at the end of a season i start to kind of get like down about the fact that we aren't we're not taking too many pictures the fashion's not very exciting and then the new season starts everything's fucking insane again and it's they've got new so trends great. that they're so excited about <laughs> oh my god they love them they love them the so hoops. much i miss them a lot yeah but, and the yeah. fashion belts those were great while they lasted yeah. Yeah, they were. And the long necklaces. Yeah, there's fewer trends that I can identify with this so far, but shit's pretty crazy overall. There are things that I hope aren't trends at all, you know? (laughs) Yes. Yeah, there are a couple (laughs) things that I really want to not be trends. Oh, jeez. So this is season six, episode three, Afterlife, original air date, October 9th, 2001. Ooh, are we getting a Halloween episode this season? I wonder. No. no? Oh. I don't think so. We're, are we done with them? Yeah. Oh. I don't... Were there only two? I feel like there were three. I feel like there should be three and I can only remember two. Anyway. Anyway. You know what? There is one. Sorry. Oh. Boo. <laughs> Michaela, everything is still on fire in Sunny D. The Scoobies have killed Razor, but the rest of the biker folks are still around, although they are fleeing now, which is good. In a way, it's kind of a three-parter, you know? Yeah. Like, we've just continued, again, directly from where we left off last time. Very much we have. The Summer's house seems to be miraculously unscathed. Well, Dawn and Spike were there while the guys were trashing the surrounding houses. And then yeah, they, but they stole weren't the defending bike. anything. No, 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 but they stole the bike. And then presumably the guys chased them. Oh. Because Spike knocked out one of their buddies and took right. his loud bicycle. Yeah, that was badass. Yeah. Excellent. So Buffy is not yet back to her quipstering ways at this point. No. And, you know, they're, they're talking about what they, again, assume happened to Buffy. Oh. And a lot of what they're saying is really, really bringing me back to what actually happened to Angel. Yeah, okay. I think this is a good time to step into our first segment then. Yeah. Think it through. What, what is wrong with the world today? You gotta think about it. Think, think about it. Oh, man. This is just what we were talking about. It's the fact that this exact thing happened to Angel, right? Right. And they brought him back, and they all know that shit was bad for, like, what, five months or something? Couple, he was couple super weeks. crazy, because he was tortured for, like, a hundred years. He was insane. So them not even considering that this might happen to Buffy, who they think is in an identical situation, is just such astonishing lack of foresight. Like, guys. Genuinely, yeah. It makes no sense that they're shocked that Buffy is all traumatized and stuff. Like, did you not think... Because they mentioned Angel this episode and they're like, oh, yeah, I guess that did happen with Angel. It's like, (gasps) yes. 
yeah, the whole thing is very angel-esque. How did you not see this coming? So maybe there's a bit of a disconnect because none of them really directly saw this happening to Angel. They just had Buffy tell them about it much after the fact. Because she hid the fact that Angel was back from everyone initially, right? Yeah. So they have sort of like this nebulous idea that Angel was a little wacky when he came back, but they didn't see like feral, sweaty, naked guy running around or anything. Well, they're also very focused on first seeing if they can get her back and then worrying about things after that. Because, you know, worrying about her being feral and crazy doesn't matter if you can't bring her back at all. This is very true. So it's kind of a case of priorities and mostly a case of they have not thought this through at all. Well, and, you know, not to put it all on Willow, but everyone else seems to be completely deferring to Willow for this. Oh, yeah, it's all on Willow. Let's be honest. (laughs) Willow is the only one who did any research about this. She's Mm -hmm. the only one who really knows what the spell entailed. Like, she didn't give them any information. So, of course, they are just like, oh, well, you know, Willow didn't say that. Buffy would maybe come back super crazy, so we won't even consider that. The impression that you get from this episode is that Willow expected Buffy to immediately be like, oh, thank you guys so much for saving me. (laughs) Willow, you saved me. You are amazing. That was slightly unpleasant, and I am glad to be back with you folks. Good thing it wasn't too long. (laughs) And that whole clawing my way out of my grave thing? That was nothing compared to how terrible the hell was, so I don't even blame you guys for forgetting about that part. Yeah, so Willow's a dum-dum, and that's a phrase that I've employed liberally through this episode. There are so many caps in my notes, like, (laughs) a lot more than normal, where I'm just yelling at them, being like, guys, give Buffy some fucking space. Oh my god, let's get there soon. Yeah. So first off, Dawn brings Buffy back to the Summer's house, and... Gets her a nice symbolic uh, wardrobe change from her black, obviously what she was buried in gear, to a very symbolic white shirt. Her white button-up shirt of being alive. Yeah. Her white button-up shirt of being alive, being pure, and doing a bit of button watch. Because Dawn gets a couple (laughs) buttons in. Oh man, you were... How did I miss... It's such a button watch. Oh my it, god. Yeah, I mean, D1, oh the picture is there, watching buttons. Fucking Christ. Well, I'm, I'm just terrible at everything. Wow. It would This would do Ri-Fi proud. Oh yeah, it's in Ri-Fi's spirit, I'm sure. It really in his, is. In his honor. Yeah, and pour one out for Ri-Fi, right? Yeah, uh, pour one out. Yeah, like, it, we really forgot about him, like, after <laughs> Immediately. He oh yeah. man. <laughs> Completely. It's fine. Oh, that's just amazing. Right, so, yeah, Dawn's doing her best to try to, like, take care of Buffy. She has done an amazing job fixing the grave hair, I have to say. An amazing job! Buffy's (laughs) hair is so fixed immediately. It's it's immediately perfect, yeah. It's great. She's, like, trying to help her get dressed. She's thinking, oh, maybe we need to patch up your super bloody hands or whatever. Mm -hmm. Dawn's doing an amazing job with her sister in general Yeah, As amazing as possible, I guess This is like some really great acting from Michelle Trachtenberg too Yeah, and Sarah Michelle Gellar's doing a phenomenal job of just wandering around Not sure what to do with anything This this whole episode, she just is doing such a great job And yeah, like Dawn, I'm just, you're really getting that sort of She's so excited that Buffy is back, but she doesn't really know what to do, but she's kind of trying her best, but mm-hmm. she's still just a kid and she like doesn't know how to handle this. So she's sort of doing all the things she thinks she's supposed to. And uh, it's just really good. 
It's very good. Spike shows up because, again, picking up from last episode, he was left behind <laughs> by Don as she just ran away. Yeah, he's not happy. <laughs> <laughs> when his line about scared me half to death or more to death. <laughs> that's pretty good. Uh, yeah, he um, he doesn't want to talk to Buffy Bot at all, but then he realizes that this is the real Buffy. And the bit in the previously on where Buffy says that Spike never will have a shot with her really comes back as you see Buffy and Spike interacting now. And you're like, oh, he's been counting the days she, since she died. Yeah. He says a lot of pretty intense stuff in this episode. He commiserates with her about having to, you know, work your way out of a coffin, which is very good shout. Yeah, he would. Yeah. And I think this scene really shows why she kind of goes to hang out with him later. Mm-hmm. Is he's not crowding her the way everyone else oh is. Oh my god, they're all such fucking dum-dums. No, yeah. Spike and Don are quiet. They yeah. are respectful. There is thunder around me, yo, but that's yo. fine. No, it'll it's be in both of spooky. our things. It'll be perfect. Excellent. <laughs> no, right, where was I? Don, uh, Spike. Spike, he's great. Yeah, Spike and Don, they're both wonderful. And then everyone else shows up, and you're like... No, this was such a quiet moment and it's played so well because they come in and they're just immediately so loud and so close and so tall, looming above Buffy. I really meant to get a picture of them looming because that is the only word for it. They're in this little clump together and she's sitting down and they're all standing super close to her being like, what do you need? Are you okay? How is everything? How was hell? Tell us everything. It's so good to see you, Buffy. (laughs) Tell us all the things. Talk to us right now. We all want to talk to you. And sure, you're excited, but guys, come on. Yeah, and I mean, they all show up and Spike just gets the fuck out of there because he is pissed at them. Oh, oh yeah, boy. very quiet exit for him, which is really nice because it, it really is quiet. It's not focused on in the shot at all, but it does no. happen in the background. Dawn's Honestly, the mature one and she's like, back the fuck off of my sister and no one listens. No, they really, like, they don't get it. Their insight is garbage. I don't know. Absolute trash. This, this scene, for me, they have a pretty long shot on Spike's face as he's realizing that it's actually Buffy. And then everything that follows that, you're like, oh, this is why everyone forgave Spike. I see. I remember now. (laughs) Spike is a character with good motivations now or like reasonable characteristics. And I just love him so much more than I actually thought possible after last season, after they dragged him through the mud. Well, and I mean, I think a part of it is a testament to James Marsters doing a lot of really good physical acting. Mm-hmm. Because you just, you feel it so much. Just, he's so happy that Buffy is back, but he doesn't make this big deal of it. It's so, mm-hmm. it's like this subtle happiness and it just is, something about it is very impactful. And then, I mean, show-wise, it's very well contrasted by these dum-dums all crowding her. They're so stupid. So eventually, Xander and Anya leave. And, you know, Buffy goes up because she's tired. She needs to have a sleep, which is fair. Uh, Spike's lurking by his favorite lurking tree. Well, he's been crying quite a bit. Yeah, I mean, lurking is not at all what he's been doing. He just is, like, emotionally shattered and hanging out by the tree. Xander's mad at him for some dumb reason, and Spike is so much more mad and so much more reasonably mad about being shut out from this whole we're gonna bring Buffy back thing. 
Yeah. And then he does that thing where he says a bunch of very true statements and everyone else mm. is like, I don't think you're right, Spike. And you're <laughs> like, oh, guys, of course Willow knew that this could end badly. Of course oh she God. didn't care and was going to do it anyways. And of course she knew there were going to be consequences. Well, she wasn't prepared to do the thing that she had to do if it went poorly. Like, yeah. Joyce poorly. <laughs> yeah. She would not have been able to do that. And Spike knew he also wouldn't have let that happen even if they brought back something wrong. Because it still would have been Buffy. And of course, consequences, guys. Magic has consequences. And he's so mad when he tells them that, of course, how do they not know by now? Magic has consequences. So it's it's funny because I was thinking the same thing. Like, you guys have been taught this lesson so many times. And the wiki actually brought up that one of the earlier examples of this is Bewitched, Bothered, and Bewildered. Which is... Mm where Xander should have learned that lesson in season two. Yeah. Yeah. So they've had a lot of time to figure this out, and apparently none of them have so far. No. Willow least of all, of course. Spike gets through to Xander a little bit in this scene, and we'll see that come back later. But as we go up to see Willow and Tara going to bed, Willow's like, yo, I called Giles. He'll be back soon. This is the (laughs) second episode out of three that doesn't have Giles in it, and I'm very sad about that. He could not have possibly been back for this one, though. No, he it's, couldn't. It's the same day, basically, same day. Yeah. right? Like, I think it all he... takes place over, like, maybe three days. Honestly, when she says that she called him, you're sort of like, did he make it to England yet? What time right? was his flight at? That's not a short flight. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Willow's looking very tropical as very she goes to tropical. bed. <laughs> I've got a picture of that, which is pretty sick. Got that light pink. Never light ends, man. Light pink. Yeah. She's got the word tropical across the shirt there. Yeah. It's a it's a solid pajama tank top. I just like it because it says tropical. It's in very big fun. Letters. Yeah. And Willow's like, no, don't worry, Tara. Everything's fine. <laughs> and Tara's like, no, 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 no. This is this is the time when we actually talk. This is just you and me. This is no longer the time for you putting on a good face. And she's like, no, everything's chill. Don't worry about it. And like the only thing that she seems upset about here, because she does open up to Tara a bit, but she's just like, man, I did think Buffy would be happier. (laughs) (sighs) 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 Yeah, Uh, they should not be sleeping at all right now. They should not be leaving Dawn's room unguarded. No. With whatever they just brought back in the room across the hall. Right? They're, like, they don't know what they did. They're, it's such a big price. Like, there has to be such a big price for this. They should be so worried. And Willow just wants to be unworried, I guess. I guess. It sort of kneecaps things knowing what we know. And we'll find out later in this episode that Buffy was not in hell. She was in heaven. Yeah. And so she's really not jazzed to be back because this seems like hell to her. Because everything was this is fine hell. before. Yeah. Yeah, her description of how it was just sounds really great. Oh, it sounds amazing. Yeah. You're yourself, but you're formless. Like, nothing really happens, but everything's wonderful. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Just floating in that void. Sounds great. And, yeah, I mean, it kneecaps things to know that we know that i guess i i think i would have believed that she was in hell if willow had just like because she just says it with enough confidence and enough times and that's the only time it's discussed so i think i would have believed it 
I just know too much. Yeah, well, and all the characters up to this point have sort of just been stating it as if it was a fact. Like, right. they just assume that it was a very, or at least a very likely possibility. So likely that, you know, Willow was convinced that they had to bring her back because, like, otherwise she's stuck in eternal torment. And mm-hmm. it's just presented so many times that you sort of, like, yeah, if it's not in the front of your mind, you're just going to sort of accept it, right? That you are, that you are. So Buffy, <laughs> Buffy's in her room and she's looking mm-hmm. at this picture of her, Willow, and Xander. It's a remember? different picture yes! of her, Willow, yes! and Xander. There are at least two pictures of them, and I'm kind of disappointed that they don't just so go upset. back to the classic one. You I know? really wish it had been the other picture. <laughs> the same picture. Question mark who took it? Was it yeah, Giles? It has it to Giles, be Giles. Yeah. Uh, I love that picture, because it's, it's the same goddamn feeling, yeah. too, of like looking it at is. these people and having some sort of revelation about them. No, it's a different one, though. And so I understand why they use a, a new picture, a newer picture, because mm-hmm. the other picture is from, like, season one, when they're considerably <laughs> younger. Oh, but they look like in, children. In a way, that's actually more meaningful, isn't yeah. it? Right? That was like, the happier time, right? These are the people that have, and these are the people that she's been relying on or have been her, like, closest friends for five years. And it's good contrast, because you look at that picture and you're like, oh, shit, they were so young back then. Right? Even they though they were too old picture. for high school. Yeah, they still look a lot younger than they do now. Yeah. So, so. she's looking at that. She's sad. She looks at her big wallow pictures and <gasps> all of a sudden all of the faces turn into skulls like they're dead. <gasps> Very spooky. And then the spookum-ups continue. They do indeed. Buffy shows up in Willow and Tara's room at the foot of the bed in the dark and starts throwing things at them. Like glass objects that shatter on the headboard or on the wall above the bed. And uh, it's just japes, Michaela. It's not really Buffy. When they turn the lights on, she's gone. Right. And like the, I guess, Spectre or whatever we're going to call it was Mm -hmm. saying a lot of stuff while alluding to Willow killing the deer without ever actually saying it. Mm -hmm. And then Tara is like, what do you think it was talking about? And Willow's like, gee, I couldn't. (laughs) Couldn't even begin to guess. It made no sense at all to me. Willow, person who's never killed a deer. Never killed a baby deer. Right here. <laughs> no. Yeah. You, you ask for uh, everyone who's killed a baby deer to put the hands up. My hand is staying firmly down. That's firmly true about down. me. Yep. <laughs> yep. So, so better call just, Xander with yeah. all these spook-em-ups happening. And, you know, he's uh, he wakes up. He starts talking to him. But, oh, no. Anya gets possessed, too. <gasps> she starts cutting on her face with a knife. This is legitimately pretty spooky. Oh, it's super spooks. This was cut when they showed this on Sky 1 in the UK because the face slashing was too much for British people to watch, I guess. That seems bizarre. I guess Sky 1 must have different ratings standards or like they were maybe showing it at an earlier time because they're also the channel that cut out like any of the baby deer getting killed being being shown. Which makes, wow, that speech makes no sense at all if you didn't see that. Hmm. Yep. And Zan- I'm assuming they cut out the references that Xander has to Anya getting possessed later. I don't know, because that doesn't make sense either. Yeah. Right? Like when you cut out scenes from well, this the is, television show. <laughs> this is the, also the first time that we see the spooky shape run away across the floor. It's like yeah. under the floor somehow and making it ripple as it runs away out of Anya. And that doesn't come back for a little bit, so yeah. I, it, mm. 
It's a you know, weird scene given, to cut out. Given what we learn about this thing, like the fact that it has any sort of shape doesn't really make sense to me. Oh boy, it does not at all. Right. I guess none of the rules make any sense. It do- yeah, doesn't matter. Yeah. Let's not let's not okay. nitpick. Let's go look so- at these fucking striped pants. Oh my god. Okay. So yes, madness. Madness, madness, madness. You've got no words. I've got... Yeah. Uh, So Anya is wearing some lovely vertical striped pants. They are... Blue and tan. Yeah, blue and tan. I think there's a black stripe in there too. It's insane. I take more issue with her shirt, which I think you also take more issue with. Uh, I don't even know what to call it. Let's... Her hair is great. You know what? Her hair is wonderful. It's all wavy and nice. It's not super straight anymore. Yeah, which is great. Which, man, that must fuck with your hair to like straighten it that much and then curve it up. I I don't know things about hair. To make it do this, you've also put a bunch of heat on it. Anytime you want hair to do anything specific, (laughs) it has gone through a bunch of heat. Okay, then maybe Anya's (laughs) hair is just getting more and more fucked as the season goes on. (laughs) Everyone's hair is fucked. That's what being an actress is about so she's got a purple shirt it's or yeah mostly purple yeah because it's purple flowers on a light purple background and then yeah. a black frilly frill, frill at, like, around n- the entire low neck yeah it's sort of like a scoop no boat i don't know it's no it's deep... just a it's a deep neck deep neck yeah and, and just like there's such this black frill and she's gonna wear this shirt for so long for so long it's insane this shirt oh is crazy oh, tara is not entirely innocent she's got like a rose dotted shirt on that almost looks cat print-esque i think it but is i think flowers. they're roses yeah yeah and willow we did not capture but she has a very light blue shirt on mm-hmm. xander looks pretty normal so yeah good for you xander Thank God, man. At least someone's fucking holding it together. At least they started cutting his fucking hair, though. Yes. He needs to do up a few more buttons, but the buttons that's are fine. Not great. Okay, so everyone's mildly concerned that Buffy brought a spooky demon thing back with her from hell. And I'm like, okay, yeah, Willow, I'm sure she brought it back with her. <laughs> like, I'm sure you're not to blame at all for what's happening here. Don't worry. I'm sure Buffy won't feel bad about her having brought this demon back with her. They Fuck really you. are Fuck phrasing you. it in a way that puts it on Buffy. It puts it entirely on Buffy. Oh, and I'm like, what the fuck? Garbage. Wow. Yeah. Anya says, what does she say here? It's something really, really blunt. So what are we killing? A demon uh, you brought back from hell with you. And this this episode in particular, I just felt like it was tops, Anya. I don't know. <laughs> she wasn't blunt enough for me before, and she's just gone like to 100% bluntness at this point. Well, I'm previously, really... when they were like, better call Xander, Anya was just sitting up awake, trying to like play word <laughs> games with him and yeah. like wake him up gently. <laughs> it just wasn't working she was just talking to his sleeping form and that was great too yeah she wanted to play a game where she described an <laughs> adjective with accurate but misleading clues <laughs> uh. all right so buffy's definitely brought a thing back with her we are not at all to blame <laughs> better do some research in the uh. magic box sans giles Right? It feels so wrong, and, like, they're not very good at it without Giles. No, Buffy misses Giles, and it's so clear why. Like, they can't find jack shit in these books. 
Anne Giles would be acting a lot more like Don and Spike, I think, and would maybe have a calming influence on the rest of these idiots. Or an angry influence on the yeah. rest of them as like, what What did you guys do? This is yeah. not something that is Buffy's fault. What did you bring back? Yeah, yeah. so Buffy's not having any of this. And she's like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna leave you guys to it. Just go gonna do some skedaddle. patrolling. Yeah. yeah. And that's all great until Dawn gets uh, milky eyed and possessed looking when she leaves. The old spooky contacts. Oh, spooky contacts. The demon that is possessing Dawn blames all the scoops for what they did. And, like, I'm going to guess that that has not actually sunk in yet for them. No. Of, like, oh, it was actually our fault? No, 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 no. <laughs> anyway, she spits fire all so over the magic fire. box. Which Just the light in the books on fire. Lighting yeah. on the books on fire. And you're like, man, does this place not have smoke alarms? Because they should definitely have gone off with that much fire and smoke. Yeah, and if they don't have smoke alarms, they're fools because of all the destruction that goes down. There's so many books and flammable artifacts in this place. Like, a lot of things are probably explosive. Oh my god, yeah. Mixed with fire. <laughs> yes. Anyway, the yeah. demon flees out of dawn and they're all like, what could it have meant by it was all our fault, not Buffy's <laughs> fault at all, and we're dum-dums. No Clearly one it's knows. Buffy. Yeah. Uh, I have a picture as Buffy is walking through the graveyard. Hmm. Imagery. Oh. Yeah. So she's walking by this angel statue and sort of pauses in a spot that makes her look like the angel. Yeah, she's got some wings on. Yeah. I did not notice that. That's very nice. It is. It's a nice shot. And like it's that's all the shot is like her walking through the graveyard is just basically it's a few seconds for this to happen. Yeah, it's just a nice little nice little thing that they put in there but uh she's on her way to see spike because (laughs) she wants to hang out with someone who is gonna act well normal for spike around her i guess yeah i love spike bragging about the interior decorating he's been doing (laughs) (laughs) just sprucing the place up getting some new furniture in buffy has a place to sit down and that's nice uh yeah he's missed buffy quite a lot and has a huge amount of survivor's guilt and wow. like he's just been going so over this much. the whole thing in his head every day being like w- i could have done things differently and saved her i, yeah. I could have done it it i had i was right there and i wasn't able to do it which sucks for him man that's rough it is and it's like just it's such a vulnerable thing for him to just straight up want to tell her all of that you know, mm-hmm. because there's no reason really for him to have to tell her all the, the different ways that he, could, you know, thought about how he could have saved her or made it so she didn't have to jump. And it's it's interesting because this episode is a lot of people talking at Buffy mm. and her just sort of absorbing what they're saying, but not like she doesn't really answer a lot of direct questions. No, she says very minimal things, really. Yeah, she doesn't bring a lot back in the conversation. Not even just answering questions, but like no, saying yeah. anything. Hmm. Until later, when she's going to pretend like everything's a-okay. Yay! A-okay. <laughs> Xander asks Tara, Hey, so uh, do you think Willow like knew about some of these consequences? Tara's like, no! No, she couldn't have known. She wouldn't have done something like that. That sounds dangerous. That's not, that's not my Willow. And it's so earnest from Tara. And it, 
I came away with the impression that Tara still feels that way. Oh, Tara has no idea. Right? Like, the, the seeds of doubt have been planted in Xander, but Tara, she just is so sure that if something was that dangerous, Willow would have shared that with her. That of it just, course she would have. Right? She would be that sure. because She would have shared it with all of them. Right? Like, <laughs> because she, you know, respects them. I don't know. Yeah, they're <laughs> her people... friends and she wants them to be safe. Yeah, like, they did this ritual with her. So they should know all the parameters going in, shouldn't they? Or know what the dangers are going to be going in. And I'm sure Willow just had no idea, and it's not at all a giant coincidence that she immediately now finds the answer to what this demon is. It's not like she knew this in the back of her mind. It's not like this is a suspicious thing that she is like, oh, it's a demon that was brought back. We had a huge ask of the universe, and I guess (laughs) we just happened to make this thing. Whoopsie. Yeah, Willow presents all that information as if she's just learned it and it just didn't occur to her t- before that that might be the case. And like, what? <laughs> it, that's a legitimate read of this. I think it is possible that she had no idea. And now reading about this phenomenon in a book, she's like, oh, that's what happened. That makes sense. But she has not learned anything either way. No. Yeah. I mean, the idea that she's just d- discovering this now is insane, but <laughs> Given that she seemed to not know it before, I guess, yeah. yeah. It won't do anything this time either. Yeah. No, it will not. But yeah, there was a huge ask of the universe to get Buffy back from the dead. And so the universe went all equal and opposite on their asses and created a demon to torment them. Okay, so this demon. Uh-huh. They, they say that they can't get rid of it or Buffy will go away. Right. But if it kills Buffy... It gets to be here. Yes. And for some reason, if Buffy kills it, that's okay? Yes. That's strongly linked to who is doing the killing, though. Like, they cannot have a part in killing it, or they cannot be the one who kill it. Or ones, whatever. Yeah. But if either one of them kill the other, then they are the only one that's real now. And I think Neither that, can like, live that's while the other precedent. survives. Is that, yeah. is that what's happening? <laughs> well, it's got precedent in magic and stuff, and I, I had no problem with that. What I did have a problem with um, was them saying, oh, why doesn't it have, like, a body? Why can't we see it? Why is it able to just, like, move around? And someone, probably Willow, God knows this sounds like it's Willow, says that it's out of phase with this yeah. reality. Willow says that, yep. <laughs> and this brings me into the next segment. Oh, good. Is this just fantasy? <laughs> man caught in a landslide uh, here no escape from reality. reality yeah so do you want to take a stab at what this segment is about oh boy do you just hate the idea of them chucking around this hand wavy out of phase with a reality nonsense <laughs> it's actually not that <laughs> The is this just fantasy is more like, or is this also sci-fi? Oh, because we're talking about multiple dimensions or... And specifically out of phase. You haven't yeah. watched much Star Trek, right? No. <laughs> oh, hold on to your ass. Because <laughs> if you <laughs> thought you were done hearing about things that are out of phase, you have not watched a single goddamn episode of Star Trek The Next oh, Generation. Great. Shit's constantly out of phase. <laughs> 
it's what about just, that space ghost? It's so hard to get things like in phase, you know? Yeah, I'm sure the space ghost was out of phase. <laughs> Is that There's... why they have phasers to get things back into phase? Uh, I think those are different phasings. Uh, yeah, it's just or like... maybe that's what phasers do. They put you out of phase, and then that kills you. No, <laughs> they they transform your at your molecule. They put your molecules into a different phase, and that phase is plasma. Oh, good. Yeah, uh, it's bad to have all your molecules turn to plasma. It turns yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I understand more and more why sci-fi and fantasy are commonly conflated and lumped together. And, like, I, I do get that. And if you read some original science fiction, or, like, there, I don't know, there's this big, um, there's a guy that wrote, I Have No Mouth and I Must Scream, and he, like, wrote a bunch of science fiction. And I read it, and I'm like, this is not science fiction. This is just, like, what if there were a reality where this happened? And I'm like, there's no science to this, right? That's why I'm in science fiction. I want science with it. I want, I want the heart of science fiction. Well, right. So when you talk about hard sci-fi, that's like scientifically accurate sci-fi, yeah. and then that is has to be grounded in reality to an extent because the things it's talking about have to actually be possible. But then you go with soft sci-fi, and then you're <laughs> like, that is very similar to fantasy. It turns out, yeah. It's yeah, there are fewer line. elves, but yeah, yeah. fewer well, elves, I would say. Not no elves, definitely. I would I would call it a spectrum from hard sci-fi over to high fantasy, right? Yes, I think that's true. Because high fantasy is like your brand sand, where we have a magic system that is entirely <laughs> fabricated, but right. is self-consistent. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of the opposite of hard sci-fi in that way, but like a mirror of it, I guess, more than the opposite. So the same thing as a mirror anyways. <laughs> I don't want to make judgments, but I feel like where that line gets blurry is like often bad writing. Well, and I hear this that this show... demon's out of phase with reality and I know that it does these robots and I'm like, guys. Well, this is just it, right? Like uh... this is a show with so many robots yeah. for something that is ostensibly fantasy. Until you just say that they're the same thing, man. Yeah, they're the same. It's all fine. It's all good. I mean, do we want to just call it make-believe? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Like, right? Like, because that's what it is. I mean, and that's, as we were talking about, like, a while ago at this point, like, Joss likes to mix different... Very much so. I'm going to call them make-believe genres <laughs> together. <laughs> yes. Yes, he does. Anyway, ev- everything's fine. I'm just really mad about the phrase out of phase. And I don't know why this demon has to be out of phase if Buffy came back fine. What, like, what about that even makes any sense? And how did they even figure that out? Like, it, it can make a physical form for itself. Enough yeah. of one to hit Buffy with. Yeah. So that really goes against it being out of phase, doesn't it? Like Maybe it's a phase demon and it can shift between phases. <laughs> right, right. Anyway. That makes sense. So yeah, like you said, only one of them can survive. The demon's gonna die naturally in a couple days as long as it doesn't kill Buffy. But of course Willow announces this and it was listening through Xander. So it's like, <laughs> oh, thanks, dum-dum. I'm gonna LOL. go kill Buffy now. Yeah. <sighs> Fucking and then idiot. they're all mad at Xander for this, which is... <sighs> just so stupid 
it, it's uh, funny, but it yeah. doesn't make any goddamn sense. It doesn't sense. make any, any sense at all. Because, like, I think Anya makes a comment about how he did this when she was one of the people who was also possessed by this demon. Right. Right? So anyway, Buffy's back at the Summer's house. Demon starts attacking her. She can't fight it because it's out of phase. So Willow and Tara start doing magic to make it solid as the rest of the people race over to the Summer's home. So, okay, she's fighting this spooky CG ghost. Uh-huh. And I look at this thing, and I'm just like, that's the ghost of Christmas past from the Muppet Christmas Carol, right? It so is. <laughs> it so incredibly is, and you've captured it so well in your picture. <laughs> that's all I can think. And then you're like, this isn't spooky at all anymore. <laughs> the oh, man. past one isn't scary. <laughs> when the head gets chopped off, you're like, oh, yeah, no. <laughs> it's, such a, it's such a plastic head. It's oh, so God. plastic. Uh, okay, so yes, Willow and Tara are doing more magic to stop this magic, and I'm like, oh, good. Oh, great. I'm sure this spell won't have consequences, Willow. I'm sure everything's great now that you've done more magic to fix your magic. Well, no, that's what you do, right? You just keep doing spells that are, like, slightly less powerful. They're smaller. Yeah, exactly. Right. So your consequences just decrease to a limit of zero. <laughs> Right. Until, I mean, like, yeah. yeah. Well, no, it approaches zero. I don't think it ever actually reaches zero, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's got the limit there. So yeah. then eventually you're just like, oh, fuck, it's the third Tuesday of the month. Of course my ear is itchy now. It's that <laughs> fucking demon. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, the spell works well enough for Buffy to chop the head off this thing, which is good. Good, I mean, good for her. <laughs> works well enough. Really kind of breezes right past the part where Tara doesn't actually cast the spell. Yeah, Instead, it's all Willow. Willow just gets all shiny and black contact wearing and just She kind channels of pretty hard. Just makes it happen. Mm-hmm. Spooky stuff. That's not worrying at all. No. So everything's fine and we go on to the next day. Dawn no. has forgotten her lunch on the way to school. And as Buffy rushes out to give it to her, I'm really hoping that it's like 50 PB&J sandwiches, just like <laughs> Buffy Bot made. Oh, or just like ones that Buffy Bot left in the fridge for later. Oh, the last yes. remnant of the Buffy Bot. <laughs> uh, I kind of miss Buffy Bot. She was good. She was much better than I expected, at least, except for an intervention where she was yeah. awful. You had such low expectations yes. going in yeah but she's just so fun she oh, is such wacky fun you love wacky fun you i know? do i do <laughs> anyway buffy seems to be on the mend right everything's great slowly but surely she is making a recovery actually quickly but surely in this like case. it's been a, what like a day two it's, days <laughs> she slept on it and everything is better now Yeah, everything's awesome now Everything is totally great, and what the fuck is Willow wearing? Holy what even shit. the fuck? So we both, we have about the same picture, I would say. You've called it what even the fuck, and I've called it carpet or bath mat. It is a incredibly fuzzy, armless shirt that is bright red to go so well with, I love it when Willow wears bright red on top. You know, what could be better than that, Michaela? Nothing, that's what. Like, armless shirt is the only thing to call it, you know? I was trying to think. A sack? Is it a, is it a tank a top? It's not a tank top. Oh, it's insane. It's a sack that's made of red fuzzy carpet or bath mat. I've been waiting for this because I remembered it. Like, I don't remember much about the outfits in this show until we get to the episodes. I remembered that there was... 
but that Willow was wearing something insane in this scene. What in it's, the fuck is she doing? So I've taken another picture called I Needed the Skirt Too. Oh, God. <laughs> because I, I don't like to do this, but I just needed the oh, skirt too. wow. Okay, so she's <laughs> taking one of those, you know, the, uh, what's it, plaid? No, um, tartan. Tartan yeah. quilts or blankets, and she's wrapped that around her lower half as a skirt. Except well, it's, it's multiple, multiple conflicting tartans. Yes. And, like, some of them have some red that kind of go with the shirt, but it really Why? does look like she's wearing a blanket with her carpet, you know? Why, Allison Hannigan? <laughs> you have the power to say no to these things. I'm actually not sure that she does. Yeah, I don't think that's, that's how valid. wardrobe works. I'm pretty sure if, if they say you're wearing this today, you put it on. <laughs> God. Who? Who is who is the villain behind the scenes? <laughs> Like, this is just, it's so crazy. Like, it's, it's so inexcusable. Oh, like, my God. Oh. And then, like, she's probably trying to do serious things, but I don't fucking know. Like, what is she even trying to do in the scene? I don't know. She's wearing this crazy shit and I can't focus. So this is the scene where Buffy comes into the magic box and gives everyone what they wanted. Right? Yes. She comes in and she says right. almost verbatim, what Willow wants to hear. She says I was in hell. She knows. You rescued me. Yeah. It was great. Thank you so much. You're the best. You've made me the yeah. happiest woman yeah. on the earth. Yeah. So, yeah, she knows this is what Willow wants to hear. She has no intention of telling them the truth because it would obviously destroy them. Yeah. And it's too fucking late, right? Like, oh, yeah. Like, there's no undoing it. Well, you can't take it away from Dawn again. When, yeah. When Willow suggests, like, or says that, you know... If they undo the demon, they undo Buffy. Dawn is so fucking pissed at her. She's a meltdown, as you as she should. Yeah. Cannot take Buffy away at this time. You just brought her back, you son of a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why Dawn one of, is one of the people that they did not tell about this whole plan. Because yes. she would have been uh, pissed as well. She would have Rightly been hopeful so. and stuff. So yeah, Buffy tells all of them this great information. Uh... It's so false on her face, though. I love how SMG's doing this. Because, like, yeah, it's... So we as the audience, and it's tough because we both knew Mm -hmm. where this was going, going in, right? But it is obvious that what she's saying, it, it doesn't jive with how she's been acting before now. And, yeah, it doesn't seem very genuine when she's saying all this stuff to them. And so you're kind of like, huh... I wonder why they can't see that. Like, are they just so wrapped up in... Yes. Yeah. Their judgment is so clouded. This this wonderful thing they assume they've done, it doesn't even occur to them that that's not what happened. So Buffy then goes outside the magic box and we are just done with the no sunlight for vampires thing. <laughs> you know? We are so incredibly done with it. it. They make a point. Buffy's like, isn't it sunny out here? Spike's isn't like, it oh, super bright? He's the like, oh, it's, the sun's low enough, and <laughs> and, and I'm in shade right now. Yeah. <laughs> so it's Wait, how did he A-OK. get here? How did he right? get here? He, he tries to, to leave, leave later, <laughs> and he's blocked by the sun. And you're like, how did you arrive here then? How well, long have you been lurking outside the magic box? He didn't want to leave, so he just pretended like he couldn't. Rot roll the sun. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but man. how long has he been here? <laughs> I don't know. It's interesting anyway. in this scene. He sort of casually refers to her as Buff. Yes. 
Which I thought was, and then like calls her Slayer sort of Corrects afterwards. Corrects himself, yeah. Yeah, but she doesn't, well, she doesn't really respond to any of the stuff he's been saying, much in the way of like how she was being with everyone. Mm-hmm. And and she says something to the effect of like, I want to, like she wants to be alone or she wants some alone time. And then Spike's like, oh, I'll leave. And then she says like, oh no, I can be alone with you here. Mm-hmm. Which he doesn't seem to take badly, but is pretty insulting if you think about it. No, it's very nice if you think about it. because it? <laughs> Yes, that means that she feels so comfortable with Spike that time with him is like alone time. I which, don't know. as a person who values alone time, like, yeah, I can I'm see not, that. I'm just not reading it like that. I think it's a nice thing. It's not a nice thing, though, as we will learn later in the season. The entire thing is that, like, she can tell Spike shit. Because he's not real. Because he's yeah. not a real person to her. And I guess maybe I'm putting all of that on it. Where when I hear her say that, I'm just like, yeah, like you don't really give a shit about Spike. No, there's a solid reading for it to be like, she cares about him and she thinks that he understands her to the point where being with him is like just being with herself. And that I think is a nice reading of it or can be a nice reading it's that's a lot more pleasant yeah yeah but that that's not what anyway she uh she drops some stuff on him because she wants to share it but she doesn't want to share it with anyone that she can hurt and spike's already dead she can't hurt him so uh she, yeah. and she has to tell someone right i mean mm-hmm. partially for the audience's sake because the audience kind of needs to know this to kind of to understand why she's been acting the way she has partially because it's too much lying well and yeah like you need to like, you need to get that stuff out to process it. She needs yeah. to say it. And, like, so she goes on her, her whole spiel and then afterwards sort of, like, looks a bit panicked. Like, she didn't really mean to say it, but it mm-hmm. kind of came out against her will. Yeah. Buffy was in heaven. She wasn't in hell. Everyone was safe. She was so warm. happy. Yeah. Everything was great. She doesn't mention Joyce, but you can assume that Joyce was there. Yeah, yeah and then she this, was like, dragged back, and now everything's the worst. Yeah, like, compared to what she's describing, this is definitely hell. Yeah, it's this bright, it's loud, worse. it's yeah. painful, it's physical in the worst ways. It's violent, right? It's violent, like, it's incredibly violent. violence. Yeah, since she's come back, she beat up like 12 demons and chopped one's head off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Classic Buffy Japes, am I right? <laughs> there will be japes this season it's not all a big downer <laughs> i'm just treating everything like japes it's all japes it's fine oh great good japes and that's where our episode ends and that's uh yeah it's a heck of a thing ain't it yeah did you uh did you like this episode i do like this episode mm-hmm. i just think that like sarah michelle geller does such an amazing job mm-hmm. of really having very little to say but conveying so much and uh, yeah i mean the stuff with the demon is a little dumb sure yeah yeah but like all of that aside it i think it does a very good job of setting up this idea that you know buffy is back and just being here being in the world is like hell for her and that is like that's what she's gonna have to deal with for the season well, it does a great job of that, but also setting up what is happening with the rest of the Scoobies. Like, they don't get it. And it doesn't matter how obvious the lesson is. They do not understand, especially Willow. Does not understand. And that's, uh, yeah, 
it does a good job of setting that up while also dealing with some wacky demon stuff happening. Well, and I like that they're just coming in so strong with Willow not understanding about the price of magic. Mm-hmm. Like we're really, we, we've had it sort of happen a few times before, but we're really setting it up as being a recurring important thing that she seems incapable of learning any lessons about. Yeah, it's a major problem. That'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, who won this episode, Michaela? Oh, Spike? Sure. <laughs> well, ah. Uh, Dawn? I kind of want to say Willow, actually. Oh, God, it is Willow. Yeah. Oh. It's Willow. Oh, that makes me mad. She, right? Because from Willow's perspective, she gets everything that she wants. Her spell everything to bring Buffy back worth, ever worked. Buffy gives her the speech, the exact speech that she wanted to hear from her. And she does another spell that works with seemingly no consequences again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. It's uh, a Willow win and I'm angry about it. And Willow's I suspect also got that the she, best outfit. Yeah, yeah, she also wins that for <laughs> yeah. her crazy carpenter bath oh. mat nonsense. It's so insane. It's, it's just so red and fuzzy. Like, what's happening? What the fuck? Who put this together? Oh, I love Multiple it. Multiple people were involved with this. Almost certainly. Oh, Jesus. All right, let's head over on. Let's head on over to Teeks, shall we? Teeks, 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 Teeks. Michaela. Yeah. There is no Taylor <gasps> Kingston review for this episode. Okay, so that's good because we're back it onto means the normal we're, schedule. We're back onto the normal schedule, but it's bad because now I'm like genuinely concerned that... about this season. Okay. Yeah. So I need you, Michaela, because I can't yeah, go you... into these and watch, and I couldn't find a damn thing to filter on Taylor Kingston's profile to show right. me just the Buffy episodes that they've reviewed. So I need you to go into season six and it's going to suck because there are, what, 19 more episodes. Yeah. And I need you to tell me whether we can teak still. So I'm going to go to the next one. And it, obviously it's going to be slightly spoilery for me to do this because I will know the titles. Sure. But I think it's important enough that we... Yeah. Maybe Teeks doesn't like this season. Uh as possible teeks has okay. been going through and like filling in old seasons so he just did bad girls 26 january 2018 fuck so there's nothing for season six episode four. Oh boy oh boy oh this i'm very concerned about this like when yeah. there wasn't one for the second part of the first episode or, like, I guess the second episode. I, that yeah. was understandable to me, because it's a two-parter, you know. These things happen. Oh, Teeks. Don't do this to us. Don't do this. Okay, okay. So, there is one for season six, episode five. Okay. Which is good. Yeah. I'm so guessing... So, they're spottier, I guess. I th- yeah, so I think we're just going to have to kind of keep on top of it. Is there any other user review that kind of caught your eye? No, I didn't look at them. They're, they're all garbage in comparison to Teeks. Yeah, so we'll just we'll just keep our eyes open and then do it when we can, I guess. Ah, nonsense. Nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it so is. So that's, uh, that's the unfortunate truth about this episode and next episode. Sad face. 
They'll be in here sometimes. Now, what we might do is make our own Teak-style reviews for these. <laughs> that does sound fun. It just means a bit more prep that I was not able to do today. Okay. For And we know what's going to happen next time, so yep. we, we can be ready for that. Yeah. I can I can prepare a Teak's review for next time. Okay, and you then I will... I'll, yeah. I'll do that. And then I'll make like a list of which ones do or do not have Teak's. Yes. So that we can be more prepared. Okay, that sounds good. Excellent. Okay. Uh, I think that's it then on our side. What's up next, Michaela? I'm glad you asked. What is up next, Michaela? (laughs) So, the next episode is called Flooded. Mm. Xander's apartment in the basement gets flooded. And he has to move out with Anya. No. uh... How how realistic do you think this sounds? Here we go. (laughs) When Willow pisses off the wrong guy by doing a bunch of magic that she doesn't think has any consequences. The demon that she made mad makes it rain for 40 days and 40 nights, and the Scoobies are forced to build an ark to survive the flood. First half, very plausible. Second half, not very plausible. <laughs> no? If it involves Hoffren again, I'm so in. Oh, yeah, shit. It doesn't. Oh. Boo. Boo. You were, like, yours was a lot closer than mine. Oh. <laughs> that's, that's awful. What? Nonsense. Okay. You said there was going to be a flood in a basement, right? Yeah. Yeah. Good. That's good. Son of a bitch. Okay. Well, <laughs> the uh, the Netflix thumbnail had a big shot of Xander's face, but you know what? Yeah. Those are usually garbage, so who even knows? Who? <laughs> Xander will be in it. I'm confident yeah. about that one. That's true. Well, looking forward to that, whatever that might entail. Apparently mm. no to Hoffern, which is sad. Until then, our listeners can find this episode up on the Reddit. That's buffy.reddit.com. Again, send in your Teeks reviews. Put those (laughs) on the Reddit or on the Facebook page. Please, for the love of God, it's a drought here. And we need to be flooded. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, uh. (laughs) You can also email us, beyondthenew.hellmouth at gmail.com. And if you want to reach out to us personally, you can find us on Olysium. A social app that connects soccer fans with soccer players via the blockchain. For fuck's sake. Honest to God, can't make it up. It's oh, insane. God. I'm on there at Olay, Michaela. I'm on there at Invictus. Now, you might ask me, Michaela, what does that have to do with anything? Well, Olysium sounds a lot like Elysium, which is a Matt Damon mm-hmm. movie. Invictus mm-hmm. is a Matt Damon movie about soccer. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Also topical. Look at you. That's an excellent walk. Well done. It just isn't like very. It's not very clear. Obvious. No. Yeah. Oh, you know it might be about rugby. Fucking close enough. It's about sports. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's even better. Oh, I love it. Okay. Well, that's great. And until yeah. next time, farewell, farewell from, from the, the hell now. We got fun and games. We got everything you want. How do we know the names? We are the people that can find whatever you may need. If you got the money, honey, we got your disease. Hellmouth. Welcome to the Hellmouth. Hellmouth.